And welcome, welcome anime heads to another episode of the Mayonako Mixer. This is your boy Black, also known as SSSS Black. Back for another episode, another one episode for, you know, you know how we do it, anime stuff. So, as always, I got my new co-host, he ain't gonna be new long, but we got my new co-host, as we like to do, first and foremost, we dedicate everything from the man my connection to our man, Stintinator. Stintinator, we do this for you. We appreciate you. R.I.P., sir. We're going to hold the anime community down for you, man. We miss you. Big facts. It just, I mean, it just for me, it was like, all right, well, this is what it is. Let's keep it pushing. You either turn, you either turn it off or you keep playing. And it's, and it's like, I feel like the people that were complaining about it, they must have watched the whole series and complained the whole time because it's like you either watch it or you don't. But I think a lot of people's uh, upsetness with it is because it was like advertised on Netflix and it just kind of like the advertisement, the trailer for it kind of made it seem like it was going to be this crazy show and stuff like that. And then the little, the poster and everything like that, they really kind of, they really sold it, especially with that poster for people that have no idea what the way of the house husband is going to be. You see a guy <laughs> with tattoos, with all his tattoos, shirt off you know what i'm saying and he's standing there and it just has him like in the kitchen like with a cake or something i think and then it says the way of the house husband and then when you read the the description it's like oh boss of the yakuza is trying to get out of this lifestyle and just be a house husband so it does give you that deceptive like oh snap this is gonna be this crazy i guess people was thinking it's gonna be this action type anime and it's like if you have no idea from the manga then that's on you. You know what I'm saying? So. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I enjoyed Way of the House Husband. I think everybody should be checking it out because it was funny. It was hilarious. And yeah, you, you got, you got to check it out. I mean, get over that whole bias. I get it. It wasn't an anime. I get it. You know, people might be mad about that, but it's funny, dog. It's funny. And you need to go check it out for real. So exactly. yeah, Way of the House Husband is one. Um, So. Let's see. Of course, you said My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. I mean, I've enjoyed like how they added the new ki- the new kid onto it. Personally, like the new guy, obviously that has the brainwashing ability. And yes. I've enjoyed like the episode. The most recent episode was with him using his ability. It was him, uh, Kirishima, which is the uh, rock hard guy, and the electric guy, Kira. I forgot what he's called, but his name's uh, also DG, yeah. and then Asui, you know, Frog Girl, and like she got a lot of shine like personally like the last episode she was doing her thing because she was the only quote unquote power character left because it was only him and kirishima obviously they were already preparing to counteract with him so asui she got her shine she knocked out two people and you know it ended up working out but i like i said the dynamic that's going on in my hair academia this season along with deku basically you know finding out more about awful one has been absolutely and so, again, not super, like, you know, battle-driven yet because it's only just the class that's fighting it out. But, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, it doesn't always have to be super battle-driven. I, I would like to find out more about all four, you know? So, mm-hmm. it's, like I said, I've enjoyed it each episode, and then it's coming on Saturdays, so that makes for a perfect du- duo. But, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. How have you liked it? Man, I'm enjoying it a lot. Like, I – um. I purposely have not. This is one of the few manga that I like purposely haven't picked up because I want to know. You know what I'm saying? I just I want to be surprised and see it in anime form. Um, but I have seen spoilers on the timeline, Same. and people are actually saying that this is like going to be a villain type uh, season. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm waiting. I'm I'm expecting to get to some good villain stories or whatever. Okay. There, that side because I think this is the arc where they call it my villain academia or something mm. like that. So okay. I, I'm actually really excited to see where this is going to turn and where it's going to go. Um, like you said, I am I'm definitely enjoying this uh, this new kid dude with the uh, the brainwashing power. Is, yeah, I like his style, and then you know, purple hair here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I can agree with that a thousand percent because, like, I, I I like his demeanor. He yeah. comes in straight up, and he's just like, "I'm already behind the a ball. I'm late. Like you guys are all heroes. Like yeah. I'm literally joining the course." behind a ball i'm not really here to become friends with y'all stuff like that because i'd rather put all my time into becoming a hero i gotta catch up man but his whole thing is like he's at like just like he said like it 
it made it made me feel like, man, I'm rooting for you because he was like, I'm at the starting line. Yeah. I, I did all the work and I'm finally at the starting line to become a hero. And it's like, damn, like I know how that feels. Like you know, you're behind everybody. Like all these guys that took their test to become a hero, and you know, he's like, I'm finally here. I'm finally at the starting line. And, you know, that makes you hype because it's like, you've got to see the journey of 1A. you got to see everything they went through, whether it was, you know, dealing with the League of Villains, whether it was Deku having to fight Overhaul. You've got right. to see a lot of the heroes, you know, the, um, who was it? Uh, um, yeah, when they had to go off against uh, the uh, hero killer Stain. Like, we got to see all these battles and stuff like that. Now we're getting a new guy who's now joining and he, he has no experience, and it shows in the fight. So it's like he has no experience, yet he's willing to do what it takes. He's willing to sacrifice. You can see that. He he wants this. He wants this just about as bad. And it's refreshing because we know where Class 1A stands with heroes and how all these right. guys have fought. You know, we've seen all these epic battles. It's refreshing mm-hmm. to get a new kid in there to mix it up. And for them, probably, it's going to be interesting to see how the other heroes or the other uh, students of Class 1A mix with this young guy who's who has fresh blood yet who's willing to do what it takes to become a hero it might maybe you know spark a flame under underneath them so yeah man and like you said it's just it's it's so like you're you're always like in that mode where you're like i want to see what's going on with these characters or this characters but i like the way that they did this where they bring in a new character and they're like all right this is a little bit of him and they didn't like too much you know try to like dip and dab it in there they really gave it to you so that you can kind of flesh them out for this season. Like, it looks like they're going to flesh them out pretty well. Right. Whereas, like, you know what I'm saying? With other shows, they'll give you a new character, but then they just throw them in there, and you're like, I don't really care about this guy. But you're actually starting to care about this guy. And, you know, trying to, like how you said, he's like, I got to play catch-up. I ain't trying to make no friends. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like, in a sense, it's like, I'm trying to make uh, fans fall in love with me. That's what it feels like for my right. <laughs> Like, like I, I'm, I'm here to steal the show. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I'm here to steal the show. But then he realizes that, okay, I got it in some way, shape, or form. I got to be cool with these guys because, you know, we got to work together. So we got to get to know each other and know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we have to trust each other. Like, I think Asui said it best. She's just like, I, I you know, I, I, your ability is pretty damn strong. Like, you're not that far behind us, believe it or not. Like, you know, they, they they said it. They was like, trust me, you you will be a hero. Just, you know, you once you get the groove and basically you put in the work, you're going to be a hero. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that had to be good hearing him say, you know, hearing Asui say that to him. And he probably was like, you know, I still got a lot of work, but I appreciate, you know what I mean? And that opened him up more. He didn't just come off as completely shut off. It's like, OK, this guy's human. He just wants to work hard to catch up to everybody else. So. Yeah, man, season five for sure is going to be lit. I, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. And, you know, with the ending of, you know, My Hero Academia, I mean, not My Hero, the ending of Attack on Titan for now and the ending of JJK, we need a we need a hype anime to come up. And right now, it, you know, out of majority of the anime that's out, for sure this could be My Hero Academia's time to shine. Big facts, big facts. So uh, I guess My Hero would be the AOT of this season. Yeah, and yeah, then, that's what it's leaning towards. And then I would assume Tokyo Revengers is going to be the JJK. I mean, mm. I don't, I don't know if it's that high. Okay, okay, but, I, but I, I like the, I like the way you phrase that. You but it's the J, yeah. JJK of this one now. Uh, Tokyo Revengers. Mm. I am like in these manga club like readers or whatever, and the hype train that's behind Tokyo Revengers is crazy so like the big hype trains for manga if you guys don't know is jjk tokyo revengers undead unluck marshall and uh chainsaw man those are like the big ones like everybody is like when these come out oh and then um what am i talking about record of ragnarok that's a huge one Mm. (laughs) so they're like when these come out bro these are gonna be the it you know what i'm saying the new ones that's coming out so now when tokyo revengers come out and as hot as JJK came out, you know what I'm saying? And the same people that's read JJK are the same ones hyping this Tokyo Revengers up. So I'm like, okay, this one, this one's going to be dope. And so far, I've only watched the first episode. Yep. I think there's only episode three. But the first episode, I was like, yo, this shit is bananas. <laughs> okay, so now I got to see. Okay, so I've read, I read JJK. So I was already on the hype train for JJK. I've read Chainsaw Man. So I'm like, okay, when Chainsaw Man gets animated, I am going to be on the hype for that. And I, I'll be honest, 
Chainsaw Man about to be something. If they if they animate it right, it's gonna be beautiful. Oh, it's, it's gonna Mappa. be. Oh my god! Oh, it's it, Mappa. It, it, so it, as long it, as Mappa it, don't it, drop the ball yeah. and they give it the we go we go call it the JJK love. Mm-hmm. If it gives it the JJK love, it's gonna be absolutely. It's gonna be horrifying. Like that's the best way to describe. It. Hor- horrifyingly beautiful. That's yeah. the best way to describe Chainsaw. Yeah. And you'll un- you guys, if you've read it, you already know what I'm talking about. I, I've read Chainsaw Man. Yeah. So, so I've read Chainsaw it. Man and I've read Undead Unluck out of those. Oh, and I've read JJK, obviously. Um, okay, yeah. Out of those groups. I haven't read Mashal. I haven't read uh, Tokyo Revengers, mm-hmm. but I've read those three. And so for Tokyo Revengers, I end up watching the episode zero of it. And episode zero end up being basically a mashup of what looks like the first few seasons or first like five, five, six episodes. Uh-huh. And so that was a pretty like for me as an intro, that was excellent. So now that the season's out, you're basically watching the season grows. And I'm like, oh, in the mashup, that was, you know, that was like six up six minutes in so i'm like okay so mm-hmm. okay revengers look like it's gonna be some hype this season so i'm like all right i'm interested in um somebody said it best uh, i forgot i was on my timeline somewhere but time travel is one of those like time travel when done correctly could be something that everybody enjoys exactly. and i agree because some of the best shows i've seen which is steins gate um erased Oof. um Oof. <laughs> what else? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some other uh, RE0. Yeah. Like, time travel, when done correctly, can be gas. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this, and I like the way that it's set up. And, you know, the MC right now, he doesn't look that strong, but you can tell he wants to be strong. So it's like, all right, let's see where you go, young man, and, you know, let's watch your story unfold. So. Big facts. You want to read that synopsis for people that don't uh, know too much about? Uh, gotcha. I can do that. Yeah, not a problem. So yeah. Tokyo Revengers, basically, you got a young man. He's like 23, 24. Um, he basically, is like, I guess you consider a deadbeat. You know, he works out. He works these jobs, and he doesn't really have any motivation going for himself. Um, he's watching TV one day, and he finds out about an accident um, that happened. And um, literally, he doesn't pay it no mind. He just goes, you know, he's just like, whatever. He ends up going to a train station. And this is an anime. I'm pretty sure it's the same. He goes to a train station, basically getting ready for work. And all of a sudden, he's pushed in front of the train by someone unknown. We don't know. He's pushed in front of the train. And when he wakes up from the train, I think he's thrown back uh, basically into middle school. Yeah, about 12 years. 12 years Mm -hmm. in the middle school. And he's like in middle school, he was basically a delinquent. He hung out with a bunch of delinquents and his friends, and he had blonde hair. You know, in the anime in the beginning, he had brown or black hair. And yeah, he goes back to his middle school where he is roughly basically part of a gang in a sense. Mm-hmm. And between the him being in middle school, he ends up meeting the younger brother of his then girlfriend. And shakes the hand of the younger brother. And that somehow, some way, fast forwards him back to his current time. Mm. And so what we find out between him and the time frame is that 15 years in the future, which is his current time, his ex-girlfriend, at the time he's not with her in the current and present, um, ends up getting killed along with her um, her brother. And so when he goes back in the time, he obviously finds out that she's alive. And so in the present, he she meets, sorry, in the present, he meets with the younger brother and they devise a plan to basically go back into the future and save the younger sister by basically stopping the game that they end up joining when he's younger, stopping that game from happening entirely. Oh, yeah. And so that plays off of the the way they go back into the future ends up being a handshake between the other, younger brother and the main character. And so that between the mysterious of, okay, how the talent travel is actually happening and okay, the main character being like, well, I don't want her to die. So I'm going to go back in time and fix that. That's basically the gist of Tokyo Revengers. And so it's gang based. But, you know, it's like, okay, well, how does this work? How do these gangs? And he's like, I got to save her. And, you know, the the synopsis is the best way that I could give it to you without diving too much into the mystique of the show. And again, it's only like two, three episodes out. But it for sure catches your eye because it's like, okay, 
this looks pretty interesting overall. So yeah, you did pretty much right on the money. <laughs> pretty much right on the money without everything that's going on. Yeah, so pretty good. Like uh, I, I've seen it the episode, but I'm trying to still do it from a perspective of people that haven't seen it. And you you did really good without you know giving spoilers and shit like that. Yeah, pretty right. Trying my on. trying my best not to because I don't want to ruin it for somebody that might want to watch it. But yeah. Check that one out, Tokyo Revengers. I'm pretty sure that once you watch the first episode, you'll be hooked just like many of us already are. So yeah. I would also be mentioned that if I didn't talk about personally that my choice of anime of this season. So this has black seal of approval oh. of anime that you must watch. Last season, it was um, Wonder Egg Priority. I told yeah. everybody, check out Wonder Egg Priority. It is a must watch. And this season, there's a must-watch that everybody has to check out. Now, there's a couple that's out around. You know, 86 is a good one. I won't talk too much about that, but that one's been good. But the one that everybody has to check out. And I stumbled across it. I, I, I heard about it, and I was like, okay, I really don't know much about this. It looks pretty cool, but I found out it's anime-only. And I have a thing with anime-only shows because anime-only shows can be hot because there's no source material. So you don't know what you're getting every week. You know, there's nothing that you can actually reflect back on, too. And so the anime that I'm talking about is called Vivi. It's called a Vivi uh, Fluorite Eyes Song. And I know I butchered that name. I feel guilty as all hell about butchering that name. But it is a must check. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't at all. All right. So I'll give a quick breakdown. Show starts off 100 years into the future from when the original timeline begins. And it looks, you don't really know what's going on. But all you see and basically it looks like the eyes of someone or something is a war going on with literally AIs or humanoid, you know, we'll call them androids, I guess, in a sense, running around killing every human possible. So literally the anime starts off with people just getting murked and you have no clue. You Skynet all over again. You're like, what the hell's going on? Seeing cuts after everybody's being killed and it re- uh, resets to 100 years prior where a robot um, a robot AI is basically singing at an amusement theme park. And so the basis of the show is um, where basically technology has advanced and uh, we have AIs, we have robots and stuff like that. And they're basically here to help and assist, almost similar to how iRobot basically was. I, I don't need to explain what iRobot is. The majority of people know what iRobot is. So basically that's the base of what's going on so literally you have this one android who is um, a singing android and you have her who basically is programmed to do one thing she ends up basically meeting a um a ai that is from 100 years into the future and this ai lets her know like hey there's going to be a lot of things that happen but i've came back from the future to let you know that, hey, 100 years into the future, basically, androids are going to kill every human being in the world, in, in, on, on Earth. Oh, and you are going to help me so that this does not happen. And so her being a program AI is like, I'm only made for one thing. You know what I mean? That's, I, I do, I see. That's all I do. So exactly how am I supposed to help? And so he's like, well, there's a, basically a bunch of events that are going to go on. And if we change those events, We'll be able to stop the basically what's going to happen in the future, and so you're watching this and you're just like, "Where's this going?" Because you don't know what's going really going on. You're like, "Okay, we started off with this gory, bloody scene. We don't know exactly what's going on. We have this AI, but the one thing that catches you is that it's beautifully animated. So the robot, uh, we'll call her Vivi for now. She's like beautifully animated, long blue hair, slender body, but Again, she looks human, but the one thing that they'll show is a close-up on her eye, and the eye is, like, twitching in similar to what a camera looks like. And you're like, it still looks like an eye, though. So you notice the beautiful aesthetic of the, the anime first, mm-hmm. and then you go into the, the details of, like I said, of what's going on, how um, humanity is changing over. Something's going on where there's a terrorist group that's basically trying to stop AIs from getting bigger and stop AIs from growing. And literally this singing robot gets drawn into this entire ordeal of basically trying to prevent the 
the disasters of what happens 100 years later by stopping certain singular points in the current timeline 100 years prior so it's interesting to watch it again it's another time travel anime and yeah. it's not really time travel you know like as in like going back and forth in time but it's changing time and so the one thing i wasn't ready for i believe it's episode two is this thing comes out guns blazing when i say guns blazing like there's an episode one people getting killed shot and i'm like wait wait this is advertised as a singing anime what in the hell did i just start watching and so i was thrown off but it's right now into episode four and episode four has one of the crazier choreographed fight scenes that i have seen in a long time in anime and i was like okay i think anybody that's watching it you get hooked from episode one but when you get into episode three and four you see how things are going down you're like oh my this could be something special and like I said, I've enjoyed it. I believe everybody should check it out. If you enjoy beautifully created anime, if you enjoy anime that you don't know anything about, because again, this is a anime only thing. There's no context to go back. There's no manga to go read and find out what's going to happen. So there's going to be a surprise every week for everybody. So it's something that you can enjoy overall because you won't have everybody spoiling it for you. But there's a lot of hype about it. And I enjoy the hype. I believe everybody should be checking out Vivi for sure. So Check it out again if you like like the whole going back in the time, fix the thing, and dealing with the current timeline and changing it up to a different timeline. And you know, you should enjoy it. And it's it's real. Uh, a lot of um, again, if you've ever seen I, it's like iRobot mixed with the butterfly effect. That's probably the perfect way to describe Ooh, it. That sounds fire. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it until I started as I started talking, but that's the perfect way to describe this enemy iRobot beats the butterfly effect. And from there on in, that, if that's not enough to get you to start watching, I, it ain't much else I could say. Okay. Yeah, I'm going I'm to put that on the list. Cause I'm a, so this time next week, I'm going to have a bunch of spring anime to talk about. Mm, I'm going to talk okay. about, because we'll be able to talk about Tokyo Revengers, but I also wanted to uh, check out Odd Taxi. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And then I've, um, I've al- already heard about Shaman King. So, yeah. Uh, I yeah. want to see if they're doing it right because you know it's a remake and uh, everything like that. So I want to make sure I want to see if they're doing it right. And then there's another one called uh, Mars Red. It's a vampire anime. I've heard of that one as well. I haven't checked it out yet. I think it's on episode three. Uh, I'll probably dip into it sometime this weekend, um, but I am curious about what it's about too. Hopefully it can catch my attention enough that I'll start rewatching it. I'll probably dive into all of these because they're only on like episode three and four. So you can binge those in a couple of hours real quick okay. and see which one. And then that way we can next week we'll have like some actual spring to really, really talk, talk about outside of the norm of uh, my hero. And, you know, Tokyo right. Adventures, of course, would be right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we'll have some good spring anime to talk about for you guys. Yeah. And plus, there'll be, I think with, um, this week will also be a little bit more they'll be adding on. I know there's a couple of more newer anime that will also be joining the fray. Not too many, but like maybe like two or three more that's still going to debut. Because again, we're only like week two or three into the spring lineup. So I think there's a couple of more that's going to debut a little later that we'll be able to watch. So there'll probably be more that we can talk about next week for sure. Okay. But and, and send me a link to that one you just talking about. Of course, of course. Always, always, always. You know, I stay ready with that. But. Yeah. Yeah. But bringing up Vivi makes me look back and asks myself a question. Okay. Which is characters that are unique. Like, like I said, I was explaining that Vivi, she's an android that sings, but yet somehow, some way, she ends up basically becoming the main heroine in this anime and basically having to figure out a way to stop the whole world. And I think it's interesting and I think it's unique on the part that, again, she was programmed to do one thing. But yet now she's having to save the world. So how in the world is a singing robot who's basically built to sing going to stand up between all these forces of evils? And, and you know, I like that. And I bring up unique characters because unique characters, I think, are what sets an anime. Like, for example, um, everybody remembers the basis of Hunter Hunter. And we all remember, naturally, Gong. But we remember whose entrance more. Killua's. Because yeah. <laughs> Killua is a very unique character in the way that he ends up coming on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me, like, what's... Oh, actually this. What do you consider 
the characteristics of a unique character? What makes a character so unique that you're like, I am completely interested in this in this character? Well, reveals are the number one thing. Like when that character is revealed, if you can do a really dope reveal, that automatically hooks you into a character. Mm. But okay. then also their stories. Uh, with Killua, we had never had a we've had kid uh, kid assassins and things like that. I guess mm-hmm. other stories we haven't had really kids that just kind of been like they've been tortured. He's mind controlled by his brother. It was a lot right. of different things about mm-hmm. Killua that really you know brought us in and was like, okay, I really like this guy. And then the first time he has a fight. He rips a guy. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? what I talk about. Unique. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, that's you know, what I mean. So those like those first reveals of you know when they're first introduced is like all right these are kind of important and ne- yeah that wasn't necessarily Killer was first introduction but it was his mm-hmm. first introduction to a fight and it was like huh enter like it, it kind of made you like, oh all no, right like oh that that's what you bring to the table okay young I mean, man especially with Hunter Hunter the way it was starting Hunter Hunter right. kind of well, gave you, off his pokemon feel like you right well, you didn't know exactly you didn't know that it was going to be all like violent like that because again you start off and you meet Gong and Gong's this cheery eyed you know young man who's energetic and you know it just not prideful, but just energetic and happy and gung ho mm-hmm. and then you meet Killua he's just chilling on the skateboard and you know, he looks at, he basically gives, you know, Gong the old one, two, look up and down. Who are you? Oh, what's your age? Oh, we're the same age. All right. Oh, yeah. I, you know, what you're doing, I could do as well. And that begins the beautiful friendship, you know, with him and Luridio. Uh, and so it's oh, interesting yeah. because just like you said, nobody knew Killer had it like that. Yeah. Killer was over there playing with yo-yos and skateboards. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, shit got real. And that was like, I think for a lot of people, that was, that was, that made Killua unique in the sense that he is not like our main character is. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that's, for me, that's what makes characters unique. Like when you have the different dynamic overall, like when you have it, or when your introduction, you have that it moment. Mm-hmm. Like, um, let me see. What's another one? Um, like, for example, I'll bring up one unique character that's just unique overall. Rimuru Tempest. Okay. Um, again, when we first start watching Slime, he literally starts off as a slime. Like, we've seen the main character and what he looks like in his past life. But then we're literally watching a ball of water running around. Mm. And you're just like, okay, this is different. This is unique. And so, you know, you're wa- you're running around, and then all of a sudden he has the uh, meeting with um, Valora Tempest, which is the uh, Valoria Tempest, which is the dragon. Mm. And you're like, Okay, this took a turn. And so I think what made everybody look at it is like, okay, what is going to be that one moment that really catches you? And a lot of people look back and they're like, when Rimuru faces the wolves and for the first time that and head. completely <laughs> sliced the head off the yeah. wolf, you're like, ooh, okay. <laughs> this ended up being interesting. This is a slime taking out basically the leader of the wolves. I think that was Rimuru's it moment. It was Rimuru's moment that, okay, this is going to be a unique, dope character. Mm-hmm. And then we were all right, because look at where Rimuru's at, you know, the the bypass of season two right now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, yeah, this was unique, all right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it's something about characters that are unique in their own way, in their own shows. Whether it's a lead character, whether it's a side character, it's something about that uniqueness that always catches you in. Me, personally, I also have that when it comes to waifus as well. So, like, for example, I might not be in love with the main waifu of the show. Mm. So, like, um, we'll say, okay, we'll say um, fairy tale. Like, I might not be in love with Lucy. You know, Lucy is the main hero. You got Natsu, you got Lucy. But I for sure damn love me some Erizo. Mm. Erizo's not the star. Erizo's not the main character. Yet, Ariza is such a badass female, and you're just like, I love and me. I love me some Ariza. I love me a woman who can just get down and kick some ass. So, you know what I mean? It's something about the not just being the main character, but having side characters that are also yeah. unique that basically brings them into the fold. Like, hey, I can stand toe to toe and be, you know, unique and be a love character as well. You know who's got a lot of unique side characters? What's that? Bungo Straight Off. Ooh, Bungo you are right. Bungo Stray Dogs, every, like, uh, so most of the people in Bungo Stray Dogs, they're all wearing suits, right? Yep. Everybody's dressed up, they look nice. And then there's this one character named Kenji, 
Kenji's wild. Yeah, so much mystique to him because it's like, yo, why are you the only one different? You know, bro. He, he, you meet him. He's um. I think you meet him when one of the cases is going on, and I think his first introduction, he throws. He, I think he lifts or throws a car. Yeah. And you're like, who the hell are you? Yeah. And he's like, this is like you said. He's running around. I think either he's lifting or throwing a car or he's carrying a stop sign. Mm. And you're just looking at this kid like, wait, what? He's wearing a farmer hat and some overalls <laughs> yeah. and a white shirt. And you're like, who the hell is this kid? And why? why, why? That's unique. <laughs> exactly. That is unique at its finest. Because you're just like, wait a minute. Like, you already got these crazy characters as is. Like, the main the main character, you know, basically transforms into a white tiger. Yeah. And you're like, all right, that's unique. But then just like you said, you, like all the side characters in Bungo Stray Dogs, like you got the the the, the smart one that's the basically the, the, with no the detective. Quote, with no powers. <laughs> yeah, he's just as smart as all hell. You got the doctor that's sadistic, and I love her in so many ways. Who's yeah, flat out, she's flat out unique. She's unique. She's a doctor who she can't be killed, and you're like, okay, all right, I, I'm hooked. Like you're a sadistic doctor that's cute. Get get me the hell away. Her but, way to heal you, she has to kill exactly. you in the worst way possible. And like, that, like that's the different healer right there. I've never seen a, a healer like that. Like like we've seen characters be healers, and majority of them are like mages or you know like. You know they're they're healers. You know they're a healer. Nah, she's the type that literally have to like kill you, open you up inside out, and then heal you. And you're just like, Why? okay, this is different. <laughs> you, that Bungle Stray Dogs is a perfect example of unique characters coming together and all getting their shine. Yeah, that, that was a excellent comparison, sir. Excellent, excellent. Who else has a unique? Uh, you just spoke on a reincarnated Islam, another reincarnation show, uh, Saga Tanya the Evil. Tanya Ooh. is so unique. Very <laughs> unique for a main character. Yeah, Very it, unique. You got a little, well, I mean, I guess it's a guy, but it's a little girl that's running the war, running a whole army, like, <laughs> in the war. It's like, that. that's interesting. And then when she actually goes into battle, her first fight scene is like, yo, yeah. she is active. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets after it. And I think that's, again... That's also the mystique of building a unique character is I think the isekai genre does uniqueness so well. And I think that's why the isekai genre is one of those stronger genres when it comes to making anime characters. Because if you think about it, a lot of characters in some way, either they've been reincarnated or they've been isekai in some way, shape or form. And that just opens up anything. Your possibilities are absolutely endless when you've been isekai. So once you've been isekai, you can be thrown a... a a extreme amount of any power, any ability that you want. And it allows you to be just, you know, it allows you to be that person, that one person that basically saves the day and get the job done. No, Saga the Tanya the Evil uh, is basically like, okay, it's a salary man that was basically an asshole who basically was just about results. Mm. Gets killed and brought back by God, who he doesn't believe in. <laughs> he doesn't even believe there's a God because he was like, if there's a God, why is it work making me work this damn hard? Mm -hmm. And so God's like, oh, that's how you feel about me. All right, well, I'm going to reincarnate you. And basically, in order to get out the best of your abilities, you're going to have to pray to me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't believe in you. Well, if you if you don't want to survive this next, uh, this, this next life I'm giving you, you're going to have to believe in me in some way. And that is ridiculously crazy. Like, the Arthur decided to choose violence when he made Tanya because it forced a basically a non a non faith believer to believe in the faith in some way, shape, or form, mm -hmm. who is directly diabolical diabolically evil, mm -hmm. and basically is telling them to pray to the, the the goodness, the source of of good, and mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in order to receive his blessing and to use her powers, it was like. Okay, that that that's a unique, and like I said, it's it's something about unique character that's always stood out to me. It didn't matter if you were just, you know, it didn't matter for me. It didn't matter if you were running the mill. Nah, you had to bring something different to the table in order to stand out for sure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just it's just one of those things where you're like, nope, 
if you're unique, okay, I, I'm messing with you. Like, nine times out of ten, I didn't like, like I said, I didn't like the main characters of a majority of any show. In order to be a main character, you had to have something that stood out. And I mean, like, stood, stood out for uh, me. Who's another unique character you enjoy? Um, I'm, uh, Okay, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't mention this one. But the entire cast of Kenosaba, for me, is unique. And the reason is because they're all failures. Like, each and every one of them are failures in some way, shape, or form. So you got, let's say, you got the main character who's Cosmo. He literally be, wants to become an adventurer after being reincarnated, but his stats are so basic that he can become, oh, the only thing he has good is luck on the side. Yeah. So as an adventurer, we already know if the only thing good that you have is luck, you're basically shit. You you can't do anything. You're horrible as an adventurer. You're young. So he decides to bring the goddess that reincarnates him into his world, Aqua. And Aqua has, she's an archpriest, and all her stats are ridiculously good. Yet, she can't do anything truly what an archpriest does. In episode one, it shows the perfect example of how you are a unique character because you're this goddess who has all this power and all this ability, yet you can't defeat a single frog because you're that useless. They, they, there's so many unique characters. Now that I think, like now that I'm really, really just sitting and thinking, I'm like, yo, I can. We can go on and on about this. Yeah, no, no, this, this, it, 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 we could talk about it. I mean, um, Zoom Gown from Overlord. Oh yeah, his entire ensemble of cast is unique. Like <laughs> from the maids, the the maids are butler fighting maids. They created the maid. You know if. You don't know what uh, Overlord is. It's basically a, a, a what, dark fantasy, yeah. and that's the basic, <laughs> the easiest way I can say it. And the main character himself is created as a villain. Mm-hmm. Boom! You want to talk about unique? unique right Instead there. of being a hero, nah, he's a villain directly. Like his whole thing is to be evil. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you get to see it from that perspective is just you oh. get to see it from the evil perspective, and that's pretty hilarious. That's so it's like, yeah, uniqueness. I think. I think every manga or anime has to have a unique element to it and it can't be generic and again that's why i believe the isekai genre is so gold because it you it, you could do anything it's hard to botch the isekai genre like okay everybody has that same template you know you're a human being or you're a normal human being and then you die mm-hmm. and then you're reincarnated into a whole nother world okay that's the basis of isekai now isekai is what they, when they're starting to do that now you get the basis of it. What they're starting to do is, okay, you're reincarnated. All right, well, where does your journey begin? Mm-hmm. And literally, instead of spending three episodes on it, which used to be the basic isekai genre, now nah, you're spending like 10 minutes on it because we already know what isekai is at this point. Yeah. So why spend a ridiculous amount of time into it? But then that allows the creative freedom to basically make their unique character or unique characters. And so that's why, yeah, I just keep bringing up isekai genre because it's one of the fav- my favorite genres. And I think... It allows you. To, it opens the door for any. If you're a good writer, you can do anything when you jump into the Isekai genre, and that's mm-hmm. literally a lot of unique characters come from the Isekai genre. Overlord is a perfect example as well because he basically was Isekai into the game world he was playing it. So yeah, Isekai genre, you can't really go wrong when it comes to that. And unique characters, man, I'm telling you, you get me a unique character into an anime, I'm down. I'm watching. I'm here for it all. I, I'm right there. So. Another unique villain, since we were, we were on touching on villains a little bit, uh, Kira Yoshikage, uh, JoJo's Part Four. Ooh, they okay. actually tell the story like you know they start they start the story off with the JoJo with the mm-hmm. JoJo's, I think no for that one is Jotaro. So Jotaro, okay. he's the he's basically you know doing Jotaro the- from we're talking about season three. Oh, oh no, no, no. Wait, so season Se- four is Josuke then. Yeah, season yeah. four is Josuke. Okay, so they tell the story from Josuke's perspective. There's mm-hmm. a serial killer out there. He's killing people. Mm-hmm. And they, they do all of this. They're trying to search for him. They think he's a stand user. They do right. all of this. Then all of a sudden, the episode starts with this random dude walking down the street. Dude's walking down the street. He's shopping. He's like at Subway or whatever, getting a sandwich. And then he's just like, oh, man, I'm going to kill this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and they literally tell the story from that point on for the next five or six episodes from mm. his perspective. I'm just a regular dude living everyday life, quote unquote. 
but I'm a serial killer. Wow. And he just lives everyday life. He takes his he takes his daughter to work. He does like all normal stuff. And then all of a sudden something comes over him. He's like, yeah, I got that itch. <laughs> I got to oh, scratch man. that itch. And he kills him. And it's like, I think that was a whole different perspective on villainy, villain telling. Because most of the time, you know, the hero searches out the villain. Yep. He yep. finds the villain. And that's how it goes. I've never seen it like just randomly. The episode started. And I thought I was watching a. I was like, oh, dang, did I skip the JoJo's part five? Right, right. <laughs> I was like, I think but did I, I skipped to a whole another saga of JoJo. Yeah, I thought I was messing up. And it just literally directly told the story, you know, from the perspective of the villain. And like he walks down the street one time and you see the uh, main character and his side characters like on the hunt, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in the background. Like you mm-hmm. see them like kind of walking by, they're searching for stuff. And he just walks by like, oh, they'll never know. And he just goes about his day. And they're only in there for like a quick two minutes. And then they're out of there. And they just keep telling the story from the villain's part. And I thought that was super unique in the way they told that part of the story. That's a unique way to basically, yeah. That's a unique way to keep, uh, to to bring in a character and to show it from their perspective. Yeah. Because it's like, it almost makes you think like, okay, this is why, the this this is the killer one, but this is why the killer's doing stuff. Okay, Mm -hmm. I see where you come. And I'm pretty sure for a lot of people, that might have even gained some fans of the killer itself. When people watch an anime, it was like, wait a minute, this is what's, oh, wow. You know what I mean? That's a a perfect storytelling way in order to basically make that character, the killer, a unique character. Instead of making it just, okay, the hero finds the villain, they fight. Nah, it's like, we're going to bring it from the villain's side and see how many people we can garner from this and see how the energy changes. Oh, yeah. You you saw people were standing him um during that mm-hmm. little villain see? tournament. That villain tournament. They yeah, were, oh, Kuro Yoshikage, how do you not <laughs> It's like, bro, he really wasn't like a crazy villain or anything in that sense of like, he's so dope. It was just literally from his perspective. The storytelling was so good, it was like now he's people's favorite villain. And it's right. cra- it's crazy how that works. Um another so, Oh, well, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, so you, you you started speaking of um of 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 tournaments. I heard the word tournament and um uh, shout out to Worst Gen Podcast, who is oh. doing the best duos tournament. Hmm. And I think that'll be a perfect segue into the other thing we wanted to talk about, which was dream fights, because right now, uh, worst gen podcast is on our uh, worst gener- is it worst generation podcast. Yeah, worst generation. They are on the final four, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. the final four of their their tournament, and we have the matchups of, if I'm not mistaken, it's Killua and Gong versus Killua and Gong from. Hunter Hunter versus Vegeta and Goku mm-hmm. from Dragon Ball. We'll just say Dragon Ball Z, sure. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the bracket, we have Luffy and Zoro versus um, what's their matchup? Kurabara and Yusuke. Kurabara and Yusuke from um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, mm-hmm. And that automatically brings up my thought. Dream fights. Oh, man. Like, if we're talking <laughs> about dream fights... I would love to have seen how Goku and Vegeta had to deal with Gong and, um, Gong and Killua, and oh. vice versa. Luffy and Zoro going against Yusuke and uh, Yusuke and uh, Kurabara. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness! Like certain matchups, like I, I, I want to see how they handle how those matchups go, especially Yusuke versus Luffy. Mm-hmm. Yusuke versus Luffy, dog. Like, oh man, that matchup would have been absolutely insane. We're talking about full-fledged powers from jump like we're talking about or we're talking about the max that they're at because you know yusuke or yusuke at demon form we already know what that is but we talk about at least luffy at gear four or we talk about luffy that's already in wano using uh (laughs) using the ryu hockey like come on man you want to talk about a fight oh man see but they're you for you, you uh, Hakusho. They're a little overpowered. That demon. They are because if you compare in the second characters, which is Zoro versus um, Kuwabara, that's Kuwabara's cutting dimensions. Right, he's There's some overpoweredness, but I think the tournament is basically uh, basically who works better together. Right. Like my favorite, my best fight, like dream fights, would be within a show. That's where I was going with it. Like, I feel like we were deprived of certain fights. Like, 
I've always wanted to see like uh what was it um Alkiji and um what's my lava guy Akinu. They they off screen that. Yeah, he you're right. Deprived of that. <laughs> I, I, you're right. We were taken back. That should have been, if anything, they could have threw that as an OVA or something like that later on. Yeah. Because you're right. That was a three day fight. The whole that island ended, turned lava and ice. Bro, that <laughs> this is how and that's that's story building at its finest. This is how crazy this fight was. This fight, these two admirals were like, we're gonna go to another island. And basically go fight because we feel that we're too powerful alone to fight normally. These two went to another island and their fight alone created Punk Hazard, which is literally a ch- like Punk Hazard is literally where half like is where the straw has to begin their journey again, basically. And you're like, wait a minute. Like after Fisherman's Island, they went to Punk Hazard. What you get to find out is that Punk Hazard is literally created by two admirals. And that that's story building at its finest because it's like these two created the island that you're now on. Like, how crazy is that? Like, literally, this island was normal, and then these two power, these two forces went against each other and created a whole island. Like, how legendary is that? Like, how good does that get? That story, that's Oda in his bag right there. That that's exactly what it is. Um, what's even crazier about it is the teases that he gives. Like, I don't know if you remember the movie. I can't remember what movie it is. But we run into Aokiji in a spa, mm-hmm. and like he's got a towel on and everything. And Luffy's like talking to him, and then he stands up. And when he stands up, one of his legs is now ice. So that means Akainu took this it, man's leg. Exactly. It was <laughs> like, nah, it's mine now. Yeah. And just like you said, we don't know what happened in that battle. We, don't. we have no clue what happened in that battle. But we know the battle was fierce because it happened for three whole days. Yeah. And Okiji's disappeared. We don't even know where he's at right now. <laughs> Bro. My man was like, dog, I'm done. And disappeared. <laughs> we know he's not dead because we, we for sure know that. But he's gone. And you're like, dog. That's terrifying within itself because Okiji is powerful as he is. We already know what he did to the Straw Hats back one day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now man, this guy's just gone, and we don't know where the hell he is. And with taking Okiji's with the Revolutionary Army now, which I, that's what I assume. I don't think that's been said. I don't think I have to look that up later, but I don't believe that's been said. But my whole thought was. I think it made more sense due to Okiji's uh, personality that he's with the revolutionaries, which makes more even more sense because you got to think it was um, Bartholomew was with the uh, was with them at one point, mm-hmm. and we all know how Bartholomew was and how he was you know transformed and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense that Okiji went with them because he understands how wicked the government is mm-hmm. after having that fight with Akinu and probably knowing more of the back history, such as the, um, what is it called? The, uh, the voided, the voided century, or I forgot what it's called, but he has to probably know that being a high ranking official of the government or used to being a high ranking official of the government. Yeah. So, that was the whole reason why they fought because Sengoku retires mm-hmm. and then, they want to put Akainu in charge. Well, Akainu right. wanted to be in charge. And, and I think Akoji wanted to be in charge, yeah. too. So, of so course, they had to fought. figure out, okay, well, you guys are two of the three admirals. Y'all got to fight it out. Kazara's like, I'm not in this shit, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's on y'all, dog. I'm dipping. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is my favorite admiral was uh, Kazaru. Kazaru. Uh, yeah. So, that's actually, I'm like, ooh, I would have loved a three-way battle. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, what, they probably would have created, like, a whole... Some, uh, probably like a whole cake island size island. Like it would have been Solar nuts. Flare island. You can't right. But uh what's another dream fight? Uh, uh for me play? personally, I always had I've always had dream fights versus swordsmen. Ooh. Because there's so many different swordsmen out there in anime that I've always been interested. Like a dream fight that I always wanted to see would have been Roni Kitchen versus uh Afro Samurai. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Both swordsmen, they don't have flashy powers or anything like that. They're more about their techniques and skills. You know what I mean? I've always wanted to see a battle like that. You know, both are killers in some way, shape, or form. You know, do we get um, the Manslayer, Batosai, going against um, going against Afro? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And both had crazy reflexes. That's that's always a battle I wanted to see. Or um or a battle uh OP characters such as um Rimuru Tempest versus um Saitama. There you go, Saitama. Or for me, I'm thinking the magical aspect, it had been Rimuru Tempest versus Anzun Gao. Ooh. Ooh. Where you got both OP characters as hell. Or Anzun Gao versus um Anos Vonigal from the Misfit of Demon Academy. Okay. Both are like using dark powers the whole time, basically trying to, you know, both can inst- do instant kills. Okay, so whose instant kill is going to work first? Whose instant kill is more powerful? I, like, literally, Anos can literally snap his finger and kill a man. That's how strong he is. Mm. But Anos can literally does the same thing, snap his fingers and kill a man by using one spell. Those are, like, when we talk about, like, p- characters that we want to see battle out and find out who's going to win, that's what I talk about. Because it's like, man, those are characters that, for sure, when it comes to, like, ultimate battles, you got to see. And I, I still feel to this day, I think one of the more doper things that they can do. I think two manga or manga mangakas Mangaka? can get together. Yeah. yeah, can get together and do a one shot. That's all we yeah. need. We just need that. That's it. They do a one shot. They can leave it either ambiguous to who's the winner, or they can kill each other off, or they can flip a coin and will say, "Okay, well, I won the coin flip, so my character's going to win." And just give give the fans like extra. There's two there's two pet peeves I got. I feel that Mangatna Mang Magna Cus Magna Cus should be able to write us a one shot so that we can see these characters go against each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel that people that are manga Magna Cus. God, I butchered that word so Ma- much. Well, see, that, I hear Mangaka and Monica. So yeah. So and I feel that they. Like if you do a a um if you have characters that are fan service based or you do a fan service anime in some shape or form, you at one point gotta give us an episode where everything is happening. Like you gotta give us that goat episode where if nothing's been shown, it has to be shown at some point. Like it, I think that's like one of those most needed things. Like I that's my pet peeves. That that's me on my soapbox for the moment. But I feel that those two things should be expressed because like you got an anime that shows nothing, then give us the OVA that shows that. That's my personal opinion. But I feel that some of these battles, because we always have this debate on who's stronger, who can do this, who who will survive. Like, for example, just like you said, Saitama. Can Saitama actually beat everybody with one punch? Like, come on. Like, yeah. we, sometimes we will need to find some of these things out. So I think these these mangakas could be close enough that, okay, why don't we do a one shot to see how people feel about this? It's not difficult, especially if your series is done. Okay, bring these two strong characters together. Let's do it. That's, yeah, that, uh, that's why they got the little, they got death battle or whatever. I, right, yeah, but death battle, that that's the death battle using their own thoughts and stuff behind it. Yeah, nah, I need to see something. Actual and, Mangaka. I actual you. Mangaka, how they feel about their characters and their powers and stuff like that. Like, just a quick crossover. It could be a one-shot quick crossover. One of the characters jump into another world, and boom, there you go. That you know that also handles the debate of such as you know our, our last debate who's smarter, Ellen Lush. You know, like crossovers could be a quick money grab for mangakas, personally, because you know we all will read it, everybody will be interested, and you know it would gain gander so much attention. So I, that's again, I'm on my soapbox a little bit, but I feel that if we want to get dream fights going and we want to see what good matchups to go, trust me quick money everybody would be hooked you want to talk about their fandoms taking their sides of who they feel is better and stuff like that you'll have the the magna and the anime community stirred up like crazy and it'd be the best thing for magna anime to go i'm pretty sure well one that i would love to see i would love to see baki from baki the grappler Ooh, see keegan Asher. Ah, uh, seeing those again fighting animes you get hands you get hands hands like everybody fight so man, yeah, the, the, trust me, the crossovers would be nasty. Now, Keegan Asura actually has a crossover in the manga mm-hmm. where they fight uh, Street Fighter. King and Asura. I heard about that. And yeah, that mug is fire. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel that cross, like the, the crossover genre sort of died in a sense, and I hate that because I think some of the best crossover for the video games, such as uh, Marvel superheroes versus X Men. Uh, X Men versus Street Fighter. Those are some of the 
best fighting games that I've ever played in my life. Yep. Just for the fact that you're able to use so many different characters that were popular in, you know, I guess Western TV or Western comics. Mm. Like, you literally were able to make a team of Ryu and Wolverine. Yeah, Marvel like, come on, man. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is my oh, favorite. Oh, my goodness. Marvel vs. <laughs> Capcom 2 is so broken, but it's such a fun <laughs> game. Oh, my favorite yeah. was Marvel vs. Capcom 1, personally. Like, I just like the aesthetic of it and how it looked. And you had so many different characters from the Marvel and Capcom series that you never even got to really hear of. Like, Strider Hero? I ain't never knew who the hell Strider Hero was, but I know one thing. My man's got hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Captain Commando? I never knew who the hell that was. But he had hands. He would go out and get it. And then you had the basic ones. You had Morgan from Darkstalkers. You had Chun-Li. You had Ryu. You had Gambit from X-Men. Of all X-Men, they threw Wolverine Gambit in. Man. You're like, wait, Gambit? And Gambit right. comes in there and credit card. Like, there's yeah. certain things. Like, man, crossovers were it. That's why I'm like, man, like, seriously. Like, these mangakas gotta give us some crossovers sooner or later. It won't be difficult. Like, you guys talk to each other, like, on Shonen Jump. When you're all giving your quotes for the week and giving each other praise of different mangas, any and they you guys draw can give us a crossover, uh, dog. Yeah, they draw them in their art style. Yeah, you guys style. could give us crossovers, dog. Well, they, they we'll just make it a one shot. You don't even have to tell us about it until it drops. Did you just ever drop read it up. the uh, one shot of Soma versus Sanji? I, I've yeah. I, so it's a crossover, yeah, and yeah. that's a perfect one. It's like it's basically Sanji. And like uh, in Food Wars, um, basically, in, yeah. in like Food Wars battle, and I thought that was dope as all hell. Yeah, that was clean as hell. I wanted more of it. Loved it, man. I, Loved it. I, I, I agree. Um, let's see, who's another dream fight? We want to do dream fights across anime or in the same universe? Because uh, some some of those ones in the same universe, it's like I just feel like. We are deprived of seeing. <laughs> well, if you got one that you want to get off your chest, go ahead. Um, so we never got to see because uh, Neji passed or whatever. But we, okay, we never got to see like a Neji, like Naruto, full grown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We didn't mm. get to, see, and I, I wanted to see what Neji was going to become. You know what I'm okay. saying? And yeah, then, that's fair. And then even another one that I've always wanted to see, and I actually had like a. Uh, Back and forth, not like an argument or anything. Mm. But we we went back and forth about it. Um, Hisoka and Alumi. Okay, now I, I, I'll be honest. I I think because Hisoka is not used much, we all want to see him fight more. We want to see him fight seriously. Mm. For one, like we want it because we know he's already crazy as batshit. We know that he's batshit crazy. Yeah, but we want to see him actually fight, fight because. We haven't seen him truly fight seriously. Pretty much bodies everybody. Right. He, he, yeah. And we've never seen him at full tilt. Like, we're like, okay, we're curious. Like, for example, if Hasoka would have showed up during the Chibera Ant arc, where, how, would he have bodied people? You know I what think, I mean? Would he have been able to destroy some people? Would he have been able to take out some of the ants? How strong was he? You know what I mean? Because well, Gong and Killua were not really strong versus the, the, the Royal Guard. You know what I mean? Like, they got the job done at the end of it all. But would Hasoka have even struggled? You know what I mean? Like you don't, you can't even gauge how strong he is. So yeah, seeing a matchup like that between Hasoka and um, Illumi would have been dope as hell. But yet we haven't got that yet. So see, this is the thing. For the reason, the bait we were having was basically, Hisoka said, "Can I kill Killua?" Yep. And Illumi got mad and immediately, just, and Hasoka said, "I'm just playing." You know what I'm saying? But right. the dude took it as Hisoka was scared of him, and I was like, "No." I was like, you don't think he's nah. really scared of Illumi? He's like, bro, he's like, Hisoka never backed down from anybody. I was like, no, it's, I was like, there's no way you think that he's actually afraid of Illumi, but I would love to see that fight. Right. And he, I was all like, but literally, Hisoka went toe to toe with Krolo if you're a manga reader. Yep. And basically, Krolo had to get up out of there. <laughs> like, he was, he had all his, like, uh, he had his book and he had his uh, powers or whatever where he's copying everybody. I don't know if you know his Nen abilities. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. I do remember it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They pretty much went at it. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, basically, Soka was like, okay, the only way I can actually beat Prolo, because he was like, I, I got you, but right. you keep using different Nen abilities, and that's frustrating. So, uh, if you know how Crollo's book works, Crollo's basically got anybody that he's ever encountered, mm -hmm. he's got their Nen abilities in his book. And that's okay. his Nen. 
So what he that was a refresher because honestly, I don't remember it in detail. So. Well, yeah. So what Hisoka is like, okay, so the main powers that you're using are people from the troop. So now, which is why it's really crazy that we're on this hiatus. Hisoka <laughs> is basically now a phantom troop hunter. Mm. So he's often, he's going to go find each troop, killing them just so he can get back to fighting Krolo. <laughs> that's, that's again that shows how fucking strong Hisoka probably is which is crazy within itself and then we saw the troop members were fighting some of the spiders you know what I'm saying like right. uh, we got uh, Phaeton use his power where they all had to get up out of there because he you know what I'm saying he yep. big big bossed up we had, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the mummy guy fighter. Yep. we had a few of those so we know Hisoka would have been able to hold his own Right against some of the spiders, but we never got to. See, I mean, not the spiders, uh, the ants. But what we didn't get to see, because we can't like gauge it in a sense, we didn't get to see those ants stack up against royal guard. So True. now we don't know if Hisoka falls there or you know what I'm saying. We just, right, but we but and the thing is, we it's hard for us to still gauge Hisoka because you know what I mean. It's like okay, we get it that te- the team that was sent to deal with the ants was strong, you know, obviously had his weaknesses and strengths, but then we didn't use half the characters that we met when, you know, when going to fight these damn ants. So it was like, you know, it was just pretty crazy how it ended up happening and how that arc ended up going, but would that arc have even really been there if we sent, you know, the strongest of everybody there, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It is interesting to how that works. I would love that. And I agree. There are matchups. There there are a lot of matchups that we could talk about for sure that we, we needed to have. So. Mm-hmm. That that was the debate we got to because I was, it was basically Crollo had his fight with the two Zodic, the elders, the mm-hmm. grandpa and the dad. So are we gonna sit here and say that Alumi is the strongest Zodic because those two had trouble with Crollo where they right. couldn't beat him. Hisoka had Crollo on the ropes. Yep. So now we can. We don't necessarily like now you know it, just off those battles we're like okay well if we're talking about hierarchy. The, so, yeah. so right, he should win. Now, obviously, there's a lot that goes on with Nin and the way uh, they work, and mm-hmm. certain certain people's Nin would fight uh, fare better against other people, things like that. So, you can go into that and dive deeper. But uh, on the surface level, that's where right. we were kind of going with. I was like, bro, if that's the case. I got Hisoka body in the loom. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if, you, if you're doing it like this, then you sure? Yeah, I was all like, yeah, but we we went back and forth. We had a nice little probably 30, 40 message debate <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. And it was, yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> you know that. On the bird app, things get real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah, I don't know if you got any more, but we can go on it all day, but yeah, no, nah, we yeah. So we'll you know we'll 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 bring that topic back up. We're gonna bookmark that topic for sure. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, hey, that topic will come back up. So yeah, on that one, honestly, we wrap up the cast because that was what we wanted to talk about this time. Um, so we have, like I said, um, next podcast we're for sure going to talk about the overall of um spring, uh. 2021 there's okay. more episodes out so we could talk about more especially on tokyo revengers because i think we mm. want to talk about that some more that and hopefully you watch, you would have watched vivi so that you could give us a, your thoughts on that okay. and yeah we'll bring more content soon enough so as always we appreciate you coming to come look at us coming to listen to us giving us a little bit of your time of your day we appreciate you clicking play for us I am Black. You can follow me on Twitter at Black Hole Player. Um, also be under my tag name SSSS Black. Uh, Scuba Steve, you want to throw out your Twitter just in case? Oh yeah, I'm uh, Scuba Steve one four two eight on Twitter and Instagram. Um, that's Scuba Steve one four two eight, just straight. Again, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to talk about, feel free to hit up the email at Mayonaka Mixer, M-A-Y-O-N-A-K-A Mixer at Google or at Gmail. Sorry, sorry, not at Google, at Gmail.com. So that's Mayonaka Mixer at Gmail.com. If you want to leave any questions, comments, concerns, things you like or just say, hey, appreciate you guys. We we appreciate you guys always listening to us. And for Scuba Steve and Black. We out. Peace.